Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Bob Mendelson, and this is the Bob's Your Uncle podcast. Today we speak with Martha Jacobs, a Jewish nurse in Detroit, Michigan, about euthanasia and death itself, and try to find hope for us all. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining me for this Bob's Your Uncle podcast, season one, episode 23. Of note, the opinions are strictly my own and those of my guests. You can now find us and comment directly to us wherever you get your podcasts. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google, the list goes on and on and on and on. We have a lot of topics to discuss, and even so on the Bob's Your Uncle podcast, you are part of the show. We do want to see and hear you. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. Video something and send it to us. In the weeks to come, we'll talk about pickleball again and music and wars and rumors of wars. Let's see where the spirit takes us. Whether you're at home, online, on the road with me in your headset at the gym, or out for your evening constitutional, wherever you get podcasts, that's where we will be. Thanks for being with us these 18 minutes. Amanda McGinnis is both my travel agent and the sponsor of this podcast, and it will help all three of us if you book your next trip with her, including hotel and flights and all things tourist. How should you reach her? Use the URL shortener bit.ly and you'll get to her phone and email. So type into your browser bit.ly stroke Amanda365 and you'll find her photo and her information at travelpartners.com.au. Contact her directly for tours and flights in the US, Europe, Australia, Japan, all over the globe. For cruises and deals, I've used her for years. She'll give you very good advice. Now, back to the podcast. Historical Marker of the Week. On this date in history, 2 August, in 1876, Wild Bill Hickok, a frontiersman, marksman, gambler, and legend of the American West, was murdered in the city of Deadwood in what is now South Dakota. And in 1492, hoping to find a westward route to India, Christopher Columbus set sail on his first transatlantic voyage, departing from Palos España in Spain with three small ships, the Niña, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Many wonder if Columbus was Jewish. Why? In March of 1492, the Spanish kings Ferdinand and Isabella had issued the Edict of Expulsion, called the Alhambra Decree, ordering all practicing Jews to leave Spain by the 31st of July. And that's the historical marker of the week. I first met Martha Jacobs in 1979, and she and her husband have been friends with my family ever since. We got to work together until about 1987 when she and Lauren, her husband, moved from New York City to Detroit, Michigan, 
where they've lived with kids and grandkids ever since. Martha's a trained registered nurse and has spent a lifetime caring for people in all sorts of circumstances of life and death. Let's spend 11 minutes with her. Martha, thanks for joining me. With so many other options for professions, what got you interested in nursing as a career? It is started off in, um, I think, a supernatural way because um, there's no other way to explain this. When I was eight or nine years old, I was watching a movie about a missionary at the church that my parents had brought two in a children's class and part of this movie wasn't even the main theme or anything it was just a scene of someone dying in bed and this nurse was taking care of this person and it grabbed me dramatically like that's what I want to do I want to take care of people like that. I It was so powerful. I made a decision in that moment. I want to be a nurse. And I went home and I told my father and he laughed at me. You know, how could a child know what they want to do? <laughs> and I remember thinking, well, I'll show him. He'll see. And <laughs> then when I went to middle school and high school, I loved biology. It it was, um, it inspired me. It was really like, okay, this, this really is what I want to spend my time with. And, um, then when I went to nursing school, um, I actually felt like as I was learning more about anatomy and physiology and depth, um, it strengthened my faith. I, I just couldn't imagine how people could study these things and not see there's a designer and a creator. Um, but that's the background for my choosing nursing. Pretty great. Nurses are often seen as not as important as doctors, whether in hospitals, even in doctor's offices. How did that make you feel? Well, some people might think that way, but in my experience, um, a nursing role is a strategic one, and it's one that nobody, it's filling in a, a space that nobody else is. Um, doctors order um, treatment, nurse carries it out. She is the go-between, explaining um, the advocate for the family of the patient and the patient explaining them to the doctors and explaining the doctors to them. And so I never, ever felt like it was an unimportant role, no matter what kind of attitude people had. It really, the, um, the value was reinforced by experience because families and, and patients turned to the nurse. You know, they, they, that's who they were appreciating and turning to. Availability, if nothing else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There is much controversy about end-of-life matters in hospitals and in parliaments around the world. Is euthanasia a subject you've thought about a lot, and do you have an opinion on it? 
Uh, yes, I do. I mean, we see, um, you know, the issue on the ballots about assisted suicide and and um, how can you not, whether you're in a hospital or not. And the fact is that um, <laughs> I really know from um, reading God's word that um, life is sacred and holy only God can give it and take it away. So euthanasia, which is killing, um, is uh, really usurping God's role. It's uh, the circumstances that make people look to euthanasia. Um, if it's the patient, usually is because of suffering. And that is something that we need to have compassion for and help with comfort, um, you know, alleviating suffering as much as possible with modern medicine. Uh, you know, there's so much more available. Um, but the time of death is really God's um, authority it needs to be left with him. He's the author of life. He's the author uh, of death. And, you know, um, Job, <laughs> he says uh, right in the beginning, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And um, Solomon says there's a time to be born and a time to die. God has his purposes, and I respect that. What about people on life support? I just wanted to say that I, I feel like trying to, you know, keep a life going beyond the point um, that the body is able to support life is um, like the other end of the spectrum of euthanasia, because life support is a great thing. It's meant to help the body that's failing temporarily through a crisis until it can kick in and take over again. Um, but when it's past that point and can't do it anymore, um, you know, and it's time to let go and there are people who hang on um, and actually feel guilty, like removing life support is the same as killing them, but it isn't. It isn't. The body supporting life is is between God and that body. And when a person's time comes, it comes. Thanks, Martha. I was going to ask you what influences your opinions about life and death matters, but I think you've just told me that somehow yeah. a, this divine creator, this deity that some call God and the, the Bible, you seem to quote that with regularity. Uh, do you have another favorite author or healthcare professional who's spoken to your heart about things? Um, I mean, there are people who I have um, worked with, highly respected. Um, but as far as, you know, speaking to my heart, there's nobody um, on these matters who's spoken more to my heart than King Solomon <laughs> in the book of Ecclesiastes and King David uh, in the book of Psalms, who've really uh, spoken so powerfully. In Psalm 139, 16, that's one of my favorite. You saw me 
He's talking to God. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. That's just one example of many that are given in the scriptures about the sacredness of life and how the creator himself involves himself in the number of our days, the time on earth, um, when it begins and when it ends. Martha, when you pass, and I don't wish that anytime soon for you, how do you want to be remembered? Uh, well, um, I guess my heart is that I hope I'm remembered as somebody who really um, served and cared enough about people to point them to um, our wonderful God who and creator and lover of our souls who I believe is the source of all true hope and um, help and healing in this life, not to mention the one to come. Do you ever have enough time with your grandkids? <laughs> it's really a reaffirmation of life, isn't it? Just being with them. Um, they are a pleasure in this season of life like none other. Is there anything else you want to tell the Bob's Your Uncle audience? In our day, abortion has become such an issue. Um, and with the um, Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, it's front and center in the headlines here. And um, our uh, congregation has um, what we call pekuach nefesh. Um, and that is, you know, uh, saving lives, the highest mitzvah that there is and so a group of us go to the abortion center here in the area and hold up signs encouraging people to choose life my sign that i made um has a picture of a little baby in a womb and it says small lives matter mm. and um that's the life that's forgotten in this debate and um We've had people in our state trying to change the uh, constitution, the state constitution to embed abortion. And um, there was a woman who wanted me to sign that petition the other day. And I told her, I believe abortion is killing a life. I can't I can't do that. So that's one of the things that I'm doing now that is a life and death issue is um, uh, you know, and as a nurse, it's something I'm passionate about. Martha, thank you very much for your time. I wish you and Lauren and your family all the nachas, all the joys of life. And it's really a pleasure to catch up with you yet again. One day we'll see each other in person. Every week we read from the number one bestseller of all time, the best nonfiction book ever, the Bible. Today, a comment from Tanakh, from Moses, 
about life and death matters. He said in Deuteronomy chapter 30, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. What do you think about all this? Write me on bobmendo at aol.com or comment or even video to me on Instagram or Twitter at bobsyourunclepc. I'd love to know what you think about all this. For instance, this week, Raymond in the USA wrote about the podcast last week about homosexuality and the Manly Seven. He said, very objective perspective and real life hope. Thanks, Ray, for listening and commenting. Hey, don't forget to post a review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening, and share our podcast with your mates, your friends, everyone. Thanks for helping us get known out there. Also, please follow or subscribe to the podcast and hit like as well. We can use all the good speak we can get. And your podcast app will notify you of the next episode. Don't forget to book all your travel needs with Amanda McGinnis at travelpartners.com.au. Next week, we plan to speak about music itself and its role in the world of Australia and why we sing along. What does music communicate anyway? Until then, from me, Bob Mendelssohn, when things seem bleak or uncertain, look up to God. He's in his heaven, and Bob's your uncle. Shalom from Sydney. <laughs>